hello and welcome to The Urbanist, Monocle's programme all about the built environment. I'm your host, Andrew Tuck. Coming up... Baden will be transformed into a kind of fairy tale world during the Baden fart. You can see all this wondrous building, these magical moments, atmospheres, amazing and smiling faces, pure happiness for 10 days. We're in Switzerland this week to visit Baden fart, the country's leading festival dedicated to cities. Every 10 years, residents come together and build what is essentially a second city within the city itself, from restaurants to bars, stages and concerts, to architecture installations and site-specific projects. This year, the festival is marking its 100th anniversary, with an even more spectacular expanded edition than ever before. So, what is the preparation that goes behind an endeavour such as this, and how has the first week of the festival been so far? That's all coming up in the next 30 minutes, right here on The Urbanist. And our guide this week is Monocle's contributing editor, Jessica Bridger. Jessica, take it away. Imagine waking up one morning leaving the house and realizing that there is an entirely new city being built all around you. We've likely all had that dream where you discover an extra secret room in your house. But imagine that in a city. Imagine discovering a new city underway in your city. That describes what I discovered in Baden, Switzerland in late August 2023, preparing for something called Badenfart a 10-day urban festival like no other. Days before the start of Badenfart, there were structures underway throughout the city, from the center outward and down to the Limmat River. Baden goes wild building amazing things. Three-story bars, stages, rocket ship-shaped stages, platforms, treetop bars, hillside stairs. There are restaurants, huge concerts, small performances, light shows, parades, carnival rides, and more DJ sets than even seems reasonable. To say it means a lot to Baden is putting it lightly. Baden-based restaurateur Joel Ibernini explained. It's everything. I think Badenfart to people from Baden and around Baden is the most important festival that they have in Switzerland. It's uh, bigger than uh, Zürichfest. It's more meaningful than 1st of August. It's more meaningful than Christmas to most of people in Baden. So, yeah, I think it's everything. There are many urban fairs, carnivals and happenings. There are huge events like Burning Man in the Nevada Desert, along with festivals, Biennale and Triennale of Architecture and Art, around the globe, even world expos. All of these temporary events abound now, after a fevered decade-plus of expansion. But it turns out, the most wonderful festival of architecture, with the celebration and creation of public space at its center, has been happening in Baden for a hundred years. Local architect Franco Panazza was a member of the Badenfart Organizing Committee for over two decades. Baden will be transformed into a kind of fairy tale world during the Badenfart. You can see all this wondrous building, these magical moments, atmospheres, amazing and smiling faces, pure happiness for 10 days. When you move somewhere new, people are excited to tell you about their local treasures, and Badenfart was often mentioned and was even the topic of an exhibition. But nothing really did it justice. 
It is hard to describe any urban-scale event casually, and even more so when a hundred new pavilion buildings are built in about a week for a 10-day festival, which only happens every five years. To mark the hundred-year anniversary of the event, this year it is themed Neobodenfart to make what is old new again. So, like good urbanists, let's go and find out more. First, we return to Joel E. Bernini, a Bodner born and raised, sitting in the rooftop garden of his wine bar Armando's, for more of an overview. There is stuff everywhere. So you can find at every corner, you can find those really amazing stands. So you get people that do simple things, but beautiful things. You get people that go more into artsy. Then there's also more the architecture style. There is more uh, rural style. Uh, so you get all different kinds of construction and you can find it all over the city. I was curious if this was just city PR meant to attract outsiders. For Baden as a city, I think, well, <laughs> funny thing is Baden does it just for itself. <laughs> Actually, they're not doing it for people outside. I mean, they are. They are welcoming. The tradition, the history is that Zurich people come to Baden. But it's not about that. I think people really just want to celebrate life. And Baden is a very lively city full of people from everywhere from this world. It's very international for such a small city in Switzerland. And I think that's why people just like to live a little. I asked how he would enjoy the Badenfart, seeing as he was participating with Armando's in one of the pop-up pavilions called Patio Latino. This Badenfart, not much since I have to work, since I run two stands. <laughs> but I'm, of course, looking forward to all the people that come and visit us. And also I took one day, one cheeky day off, where I'm looking forward to see all the different kinds of creative concepts that people done together. Because we have to remember, most people are not professional. So it's most people are really not from this business. So it's um, interesting to see what their idea of a bar or a restaurant is. That's the thing. Badenfart is not only something the city builds, it is built by the people of the city, for the city, not only professionals. And from hospitality concepts to concert venues, the only requirement is passion, a fun concept, and some structural engineering. My next stop was at one of the most sophisticated-looking pavilions in progress, with a rather excellent wooden sign reading Gute Aussicht in a strong forest green and pink color palette throughout. The Gute Aussicht is made from a multi-level scaffold structure unfolding over a steep grassy hill and gravel terrace with lush plants everywhere in pots. The space is located in part of what is usually just a rather dull public park. Amber Singh, another Bodner since birth, and one of the project leads was on hand to explain why they were doing what they were doing. So the bar is called Gute Aussicht, uh, meaning a nice view in German. We came up with that name. This is the third time we're participating. And after this whole COVID situation where we weren't sure, hey, are we going to do this again? We said, hey, we need to look forward. And then we said, hey, look positively forward. So we called it Gute Aussicht, also combining it with the amazing view onto the city from our bar. Post-COVID and our era of polycrisis, this optimism is essential and true to the Badenfart spirit, as its roots are in the malaise following the First World War, when the first edition was held in 1923. The Gute Aussicht team is well known for their previous Badenfart contributions, and rumor was that they throw some of the best party nights at Badenfart. 
we have a huge stand with six friends organizing concerts, bands, DJs, food, huge cocktail bar. We have built a multi-level structure using different kind of material from steel to wood to just plain surface to stones and everything else. It's a huge structure around 200 square meter. And before anyone starts to think sustainability isn't part of a huge temporary construction festival. Our focus was on sustainable building this time. So we are using all reusable or waste material. So we are basically using old pallets, old wood, old screws even. We are using plants which we can give back or sell on the spot. We are using old furniture which we are refurbishing, which is then up for sale after the whole event. Yes, that's it. That's rather large for any group to pull off. And with a team led in part by a consultant and an accountant, Gute Aussicht makes one think that sometimes outsiders have all the good ideas. Baden is a 19,000 people town, right? And you typically have visitors above a million. So basically a small town within this small town is being built just for these 10 days. Everyone's involved over generations. Funny enough, we had yesterday evening a guy here who checked all the stalls and buildings and approved them in 67. A colleague's son is working here. I mean, he supports us, he's four, but our parents are here as well, touching 80, so everyone's involved. It's really a festival for everyone. Just as it isn't easy to get a large-scale structure built in 10 days, it isn't easy to get a coveted site for your Bodenfart concept. The whole thing is quite competitive, which makes it all the better for the city and for everyone who attends. The Bodner claim it's for Bodner, right? But over the years, it has been so big, so multicultural as well, that there are certain stalls from Peruvian, from Indian, from Congolese food. You have got everything and every age, every background or interest represented here and that's also quite an interesting mix because we need to pitch for our places so we submit a concept which then needs to get approved so a standard tent won't do it so you really need to come up with a concept especially for the larger places and that makes the whole festival unique. Before I left Amber to finish hanging old mirrors donated by the local recycling center and overseeing the fine-tuning of a large professional sound system he wanted to share something. So, just as a side note, so this is a, the 100th Jubilee of the Bahnfahrt. And they said um, they want to focus on reliving what has been always good. So, what we are hoping is to have a lot of locals getting involved, but also a lot of people being attracted to the city. So, really having this melting pot within this tiny uh, village in Switzerland, that's our hope. Baden is an excellent small city. Located 15 minutes by train from Zurich Main Station, it is a leafy paradise along the Limmat River. Long known for its thermal baths, it was an industrial powerhouse from the 19th and 20th centuries and now into the 21st, home to the multinational Brown Bovary Company, now ABB, among others. The urban quality of life is extremely high. The passion of Badeners at Badenfart was clear, but a 10-day festival that resembles a city built in a city is a logistical feat. My next stop was with Oliver Eglin, president of the Baden-Fart Organizational Committee. They need roughly three and a half years to organize each edition. 
The big challenges of pulling off a Barton fart is that we are on a public ground. The whole festival takes place in a city with 20,000 inhabitants and now there's one million people attending over 10 days. So the biggest challenge is that we are on a public space and we have to work with all the locals and whatever the city is, you know, in terms of architecture, in terms of crowd management, in terms of safety and etc. So the infrastructure is a big challenge. It's not like a festival on a green field. Massive numbers of people mean the infrastructure needs are high and must be woven into the existing city. And it turns out one central challenge is largely liquid. The whole setup in terms of infrastructure is very professional. We have a lot of toilets, infrastructure, 250 toilets this year. We doubled it up compared to the last time. We've got obviously sewage, extra sewage that has been laid. Then we've got the whole drinks logistics. There's 400,000 liters of beers consumed, 600,000 liters of other drinks. Eglin and the other organization members are in charge of setting up a framework for the entire festival, defining areas where pavilions can be built. Clubs and associations then apply for the specific sites with rigorous thematic and construction concepts. Everyone has to know the city extremely well, as some spots are hidden beneath bridges or in underpasses, essentially invisible to the rest of the city, until Badenfart. In 2023, there were 100 sites. So we choose between all these 100 associations, we choose the ones we think is best suited for that spot, specific spot, and then we pretty much hand over that place to them. And that's probably why the festival is so different, because you see a lot of original pieces and a lot of multicultural arts, etc., taking place just because they have actually their individual spot where they uh, can pretty much do whatever they want to do. One of the most striking things about Badenfart is that it is not a commercial festival. Many festivals, from large to small, are run by event companies with profits as a baseline. This is not so at Badenfart. First of all, the organizational committee of this festival is a non-profit organization. So our goal is non-profit. Then in terms of all these associations that take place and apply for one of these hotspots, they pretty much have the same focus. And you can feel that. You know, you can feel it when you walk through the festival. It's not a numbers-oriented festival. It's like the people don't do this for a commercial purpose. They do it because of the community and the joy. With investments up to a couple hundred thousand Swiss francs for some pavilions and in the millions for the logistics, infrastructure and organization, these are not small numbers. Yet many pavilions break even. Any profits are reinvested for the next edition or donated. Participants sell tickets for event, food and drink. Many have friends, family and community sponsors and a massive amount of labor done out of love. All costs for the organizing committee are funded by sponsors in the sale of festival passes, this year taking the form of brightly colored bracelets, worn as badges of honor around the city 24-7. As the festival construction continued, one building stood out, a dark blue and white striped structure on two levels, crowned with a neon sign reading Motel Rex. Simon Balisat, one of the club members responsible for Motel Rex, explained the project. We are a group of maybe 100 people, plus minus, and then there's a core team of 20 people. We started in 2012 with our first project, which was called Leviathan, at a different place for Badenfart. And we found each other through mostly boy scouts or girl scouts. 
But that's not the main reason we're together. It's all also like partners and people you know, cool people that want to do something. And we figured out that because we're so many, everyone has his own skill. And so it worked out really well. So 2012, we won the prize for the best bar at Baden Fart. While planning takes a long time, the execution must be quick. Okay, so the whole process of building it was like the planning started almost two years ago. And then we had to figure out what we want to do. And because we had experience with scaffolding type structures, because we did the same thing, not the same thing, but we worked with scaffolding in 2012 and 17. Um, we said, listen, that's the most intelligent way to do it because there's no wood that we can't use anymore afterwards and it's fast and it's relatively cheap and if you do it right you don't even see the scaffolding right so yeah that's what we figured out two years ago and then when we started two weeks before the bottom fart so that's when the whole scaffolding came here and the company they helped us build it and everything and then it's just like you know the raw scaffolding and then the real work starts Bodeners never stop being proud of their city, even in years when there are no prizes to be won. Once every five or ten years, we say, hey, we're also here. And that's why we're, we're so excited about it, because we love our city. Nobody from Baden will tell you, I hate Baden. Nobody. I have never heard that. At least nobody that grew up here, you know. If you come here and you see it, yeah, it's a small city. Yeah, of course, yeah. You either like it or you don't. But if you grew up here... You love it. And that's why uh, Badenfart is like what it is, you know. That's the spirit of Badenfart. We show Baden to the world, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah. For Franco Panazza, as an architect, Badener, and longtime Badenfart committee member, his love affair with Badenfart started young. I started Badenfart 67. was my first as a child. But now, I mean, we are in another world. How? I asked innocently. Ah, come on, Badenfart is unique. It is firmly anchored in the population and is carried by this so-called the Badener Geist, the Badener Spirit, which is actually an incurable virus. Especially, you can see it three, four weeks before the start, you experience this unique transformation of a city like Baden, where these uh, approximately hundreds Yes, 100 individual associations begin to set up their long-planned creative construction. You can literally feel this fever, this anticipation, and you can see this peaceful work. Badenfart is amazing in part because it is so bottom-up, so grassroots, a small slice of delightful anarchy. You know, as an executing architect, you are often, no, actually every time, bound by the building code or its laws, also instructed by the authorities and often also by the goodwill of the neighbors during the bottom floor. Hey, these conditions are completely suspended. Suddenly, these crazy 10-day buildings can also show to a city authority that previously, let's say, unbelievable ideas of special unlocations can be quite feasible. In fact, there are a few famous examples of Badenfart structures allowed to stay, one of which is the Treepguet Bar along the river, one of Baden's best summertime hangouts. The wild structures, things made possible by Badenfart, were something Panazza saw develop over the years as the Baukultur, or building culture, of Badenfart. Badenfart, Baukultur. Hmm. It's getting crazier and crazier. 
I remember the bonfire 1997, due to the special geographic and topographical situation of Baden, and the fact that only a limited number of buildings plots are available for the clubs. The committee at that time allowed the club to build on two floors, of course, under the supervision of an engineer. And today, come on, we are at four-story buildings with Paternoster lift for beer delivery on the rooftop. Badenfahrt 2023 officially runs from the 18th until the 27th of August. But every Badener made sure to say that the real first night is the night before, in this case, a steamy Thursday at the start of a European heat wave. The entire city did indeed feel magical, transformed, strung with fairy lights. Some places were unrecognizable with new urban form and thousands thronging through them. The city center was filled with sensible places, ready to serve the masses, made from shipping containers, lots of wood, metal plates, more scaffold, all in unique combinations with clear themes. A fanciful bird's nest two-level bar, three stories of shipping containers with a spiral stair connecting them, and a time machine theme. These were down alleys behind the church square, tucked into the city. The center was studded in impressive buildings. Nestled between were food stalls. A total of 80 are part of the festivities, serving everything from churros to momos and Fleischspieß, a Swiss favorite, which is, no surprise here, barbecued meat on a long stick. It is delicious. At the northern edge of the festival lay massive event stages with viewing platforms, food trucks, and hangout spaces extending toward the river. More pavilions, including one made entirely of hay bales, one nestled into a parking lot entrance done in mirrored surfaces, and one with a massive deck built out over the river, linked the area to a large park full of wondrous structures, many made from intricate wood frames. Once the sun set, the park took on a fairy tale feeling as pavilions glittered between the trees and the sound of celebration rose into the night. However, some of the most fantastic pavilions are the ones that negotiate Baden's steep topography with balconies, stairs, and bridges cascading from the level of the city down to the Limot River below. Areas once secret or forgotten are revealed and new ground is tread. At one, named Bad Halde, an old swimming pool lost in the riverside foliage and revealed, transformed into a dance space, poetry and literary venue, and cafe. Along the river, near Motel Rex, one pavilion jutting over it featured a hundred brightly colored swings, and another spanned the river promenade with a dance floor in the trees. In the quiet part of the old city, in a public space mostly forgotten, one of the most artistically outstanding, called Farby, echoed Baden's industrial past as a manufacturing town for washing machines, and 100 old glass door washers were stacked two stories up, each filled with a surprise, including an interactive telephone, dioramas, a fish tank, a mermaid. And inside of Farby, the walls were covered in everyday objects nailed to enormous panels in painted bright colors. For those that know the Swiss artist Steiner Lenslinger, This was a tribute to those masters of the astounding found object installation. Returning to the area around Gute Aussicht, more stages were located under the adjacent bridge. Simply walking from place to place to explore went on until late at night, done in tandem with what felt like all of the city. 
curious and hungry for this special preview of the ten days to come. On that night, and the nights that followed, everyone was giddy with excitement as they explored what Neo-Bodenfart has created as the new Baden. Even as temperatures soared, people came out to see. Bodenfart is no secret. It is designated by the Swiss government as part of Switzerland's intangible cultural heritage, as defined by UNESCO. It felt like an honor to be part of the event, to be invited and included just by virtue of living in Baden. It is an urban festival. I drank rosé all night, I danced at midnight to Italo Disco and Mariah's All I Want for Christmas in 30-degree heat, but it is also so much more. It brings up questions about the urban environment. What does it mean to build temporary things? Many architects and urbanists are critical of the temporary, wary of its impermanence, fearing compromise. But evident at Badenfart, and as we saw in some places during the pandemic, Public outdoor space can be expanded, transformed, taken out of the existing spaces of a city, reclaimed from things taken perhaps too long for granted, like on-street parking or overly strict rules about outdoor seating. Exceptional building events like Badenfart mean places in a city are revealed, highlighted, or even made possible. Anonymous over-theirs become here, a place. What was once forgotten is found and made anew. That's a fundamental thing in a city, with a power that should not be taken lightly. I also can't help but to think what can be built in two weeks, about public space, about refugee camps, favelas, slums, where places for social interaction and play are always in short supply, to the detriment of their populations. This is a failure of the urban, but actually, it is so simple to correct. Badenfart demonstrates that it is a matter of will, humble materials, architecture, engineering, collaboration, and community participation. Is one of the things that Neo-Badenfart really brings back the awareness of the awesome potential of people coming together in urban places to build, to make their city anew, to make cities? What about our collective urban creativity? Badenfart and events like it highlight our force of will, and our conviction about the positive power of cities. For Monocle in Baden, Switzerland, I'm Jessica Bridger. That's all for this week's episode of The Urbanist. For more from the world of urbanism, subscribe to Monocle magazine at monocle.com. Today's show was written and reported by Jessica Bridger, and produced by Carlotta Rabello and David Stevens. And David also edited the show. And to play you out this week, well, here's Switzerland's own Vendredi sur Mer with Encore. Thank you for listening, city lovers. Je crois que c'était mieux hier, alors j'ai reculé. J'ai cru pouvoir te plaire. Est-ce que je me suis plantée J'ai repensé à cette nuit Dans tes bras un instant 